you know, we in the the anti-human trafficking industry, we've seen these these connecting areas of where trafficking, the tentacles have reached out into. And pornography is a huge uh, platform that we see that there's a lot of child sexual exploitation and, and trafficking sexual exploitation of adults. But the rest of the world has not. <laughs> um, oftentimes beforehand, you know, several years ago even, I remember when we started bringing up the issue of that there is trafficking occurring on these porn uh, websites, on these porn platforms. A lot of people would just, um, you know, disregard that as, oh, you guys are just religious or you're just, you know, fundamentalist or you're just puritanical. And they weren't actually listening to what we were saying. Get ready for the uncloseted conservative hour you've been waiting for. No censors, no fake news, just facts and the freedom to speak them. Friends, if you are still in the conservative closet, I've got one question for you. Why? We've sat in silence. We've been on the sidelines for years. How has it been working out? That's why it's an uncloseted conservative revolution right here, right now. Let's get into it. Welcome back to The Joe Mobley Show. I am Joe Mobley, your host, the original uncloseted conservative. Guys, thanks so much for joining the show, whether you're watching live. We are back up on YouTube, at least for the moment. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they look at the description and they just say, cut it. Uh, But no matter how you're consuming this content, thanks for being here. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Uh, Double check that you're subscribed. They like to unsubscribe you. And if you're a podcast listener, make sure you rate and review. Five-star ratings only. If you're going to give me one through four, I love it. Just leave a comment so I can know what I can do to make the content better. Guys, the show is presented by Dr. Zelenko's Z-Stack. Make your immune system clean, resilient, and resistant. Your immune system can be weakened by over 300 different immunodeficiency disorders, poor diet, a lack of sleep, and adverse reactions to various kinds of vaccines. We're not going to call any out, just vaccines in general. ZStack offers a range of supplements to support your immune system, whether you're a child, an adult, or one of our more experienced listeners. Dr. Z sourced clean and healthy ingredients to bring you some of the best supplements available. Essentials like zinc, quercetin, vitamin C, vitamin D. Guys, Z-Stack vitamins are kosher. They're GMP certified, and they're made right here in the USA, so you don't have any of those janky uh, Chinese supply chain issues. Go to djmobleyshow.com slash Z-Stack and use promo code Z-Stack at checkout for the very best savings. Guys, protect and promote your immune system's health today. Go to thejoemobleyshow.com slash ZStack. Make sure you use promo code Mobley. All right. So you guys know that I try and uh, always make it a family-friendly show. This show, this episode right now today, uh, is not the best for uh, little listeners, little eyes and ears. So if you have them in the room, either leave or turn this off and check back in with us some time later. We are discussing adult content. 
I think enough time has passed. So we're going to move forward. Guys, Instagram has removed uh, popular porn website, Pornhub, uh, which is huge and awesome news. Uh, we're also going to be hitting how the nation's responding to Biden's independence hull speech. And of course, Donald Trump, as always, is dropping his little cryptic breadcrumbs. So we're going to be talking about that a little bit, all that and more. And it all starts right now. All right. So to talk about, uh, you know, porn, Instagram, and of course, you know, the all roads lead to criminal activity with those psychos. We've got the one and only Ashley Chapman, the vice president of the Red Cord, which is a southwestern Oklahoma non uh, nonprofit, <laughs> anti-human trafficking nonprofit. Goodness gracious, I should uh, be able to say that better. Ashley, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Joe? I'm doing just fine. Uh, really, really excited. Uh, even though we've seen things like this before, I'm excited uh, about the new cycle when I wake up and see uh, things like uh, Pornhub being removed from the internet. You know, they they cancel us. It's nice to see them cancel child human traffickers. That's great. Yes, it is. I, I that's one of the things that's been quite interesting over the last few years. Right, is we've watched these big tech companies have no issues, right, um, with censoring uh, just opinions of things that they could, you know, construe and say, well, this could be taken a certain way or, you know, nothing black and white. But yet for years now, they've allowed these websites, you know, to use their platforms and literally take place in in these disgusting crimes. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting now to see that the tides are turning. Yeah, it's 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 very interesting. Um, so two things. Uh, one, it's almost been two years of the show, and I don't think we've had you on. I've had Cindy on, and I've had Asha on, but I don't think that is this your 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 maiden voyage for the show. It is indeed. Yes, I do listen to your show, but yes, this is my <laughs> is my first time on it. Oh man! Well, I I always feel like. People that I know listen to the show. I always feel like, oh, I hope I don't say stupid stuff. Uh, <laughs> um, so tell the listeners who you are, uh, what you do, and and uh, we'll, we'll poke fun at social media. We're both terrible uh, millennials. I think you're a millennial. Uh, but I know. I'm, like, I'm the last millennial, I believe, if you look at some some definitions. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm like we, the youngest just, millennial there is. Yeah, we don't do a good job at being millennials. The The internet's hard. It's not because we're black. It's because we don't care about the internet. Oh, goodness. Well, like you said, my name is Ashley Chapman. Um, I'm currently the vice president of the Red Cord. So we are Southwest Oklahoma's anti-human trafficking organization. And as an organization, we have four pillars. Um, the first is awareness. We want to raise awareness on what human trafficking is and dispel with a lot of misconceptions that are out there. Um, the second is education. We want to um, reach out to as many um, individuals and entities as possible and give them the correct information, um, what to look for, how to report it, and most importantly, how to prevent it from occurring in their personal lives, um, in the work uh, force. The third would be support. We support other nonprofits and law enforcement agencies that are in this fight alongside us because that's one thing that you really do need um, when you start really going down the 
you know, the bowels of darkness, if you will, um, it, it gets pretty dark sometimes. So having individuals that can um, can come alongside you and you know just basically shoulder some of this responsibility, that's, that's huge. And then the fourth pillar is prayer um, because we are a faith-based nonprofit. And uh, we absolutely recognize and acknowledge that at the root of this, the root of most of the crimes that are out there um, is a spiritual aspect to it. And uh, we want to make sure that we have all of our bases covered. And that, I believe, is the most important. So I've been uh, volunteering with the Red Cord now since I was, let's see, I think I was 21. <laughs> so it's, it's been a few years now. I'm, I'm almost 27. So um, been doing this now you know, for the last few years, pretty devoted to it. And uh, the main thing that we do with our organization is we we do the trainings. We go around the state of Oklahoma and we offer free training to anyone who will give us an ear. Um, that includes uh, educational facilities, um, law enforcement, uh, medical, first responders, churches. I mean, we literally have a presentation for pretty much um, every facet of society. So we do go around and do that. Um, we f- help fundraise for other organizations that deal directly with victims, such as shelters, because um, we, we're not a shelter. We are a preventative organization. Um, so we're on the other end of the pri- pipeline. But uh, yeah, our our days are, are pretty pretty full um, because we do we do have a lot of interest, thankfully, in people wanting to get um, educated and trained. Um, in this field, but then we also um, are seem to be a point for people in the state of Oklahoma to reach out to if they feel like that they've seen human trafficking, if they're a victim or a survivor of trafficking. And so we kind of find ourselves being a, a connecting uh, a middleman, I guess you could say, between some individuals that are actively in the life of human trafficking and then connecting them to law enforcement and uh, service providers in the state. So that's a little bit about myself, a little bit about um, about the organization I'm with. And, um, and yeah. Awesome. So I know, I know the answer here, but it's kind of one of those things that's like, it's my show, but no one cares what I think. <laughs> they want to hear what they got to say. <laughs> So why is it good news? What is the connection? And, and why are people in the, the fight against human trafficking celebrating uh, that Pornhub um, is, is now being banned from social media platforms? Their, their ad services are being canceled with, with major uh, financial institutions like Visa. Um, and, and we're seeing like a higher degree of scrutiny. We're kind of finally, for the first time, seeing a light you know, shined at and looking under the carpet and behind the curtains of the pornography industry. Um, why Why is that a big win for us? Or why are we even interested? You know, just so take take a step back here, going back in the historical aspects, right? Because I love history. And when you look at human trafficking, it is the same as historic slavery. It's just a different name, right? We just title it something differently. Um, and slavery is very wrong. Slavery is very dark. It's very evil. Um, you know, it strips away human rights. It, it strips away dignity. It strips away, you know, just that God-given value. Basically, you know, He's given to each one of us. Um, and so, for for far too long, us, you know, we in the the anti-human trafficking industry, we've seen these these connecting areas of where trafficking, the tentacles have reached out into. And pornography is a huge uh, platform 
that we see that there's a lot of child sexual exploitation and, and trafficking sexual exploitation of adults. But the rest of the world has not. <laughs> um, oftentimes beforehand, you know, several years ago even, I remember when we started bringing up the issue of that there is trafficking occurring on these porn uh, websites, on these porn platforms. A lot of people would just, um, you know, disregard that as, oh, you guys are just religious or you're just, you know, fundamentalist or you're just puritanical. And they weren't actually listening to what we were saying. But now that we're seeing that we're starting to have the court system say the exact same thing that we've been saying now for the last few years of, yeah, there is actual child sexual exploitation going on in these, these companies and they know about it and they don't care because it makes money for them, right? And so looking at the historical aspect again, just like some of those industries um, that were profiting off of, off of slave labor, you know, it was hard for people to finally get honest and look at it and say, even though we may use these products, it's we need to take a deeper look at this and and figure out what we can do to make sure that we have a free society, right, for all people, um, that people are treated, you know, um, with with dignity and equality and all those good things that our country was founded upon, right? And unfortunately, um, you know, these these platforms have been. I would say a, a dark stain still on on that dream of you know having this this version of America. So um, so yeah. So seeing that people are starting to listen, see that it's it's actually starting to come on the front pages, you know, of the of, I guess we don't have newspapers anymore. The the online newspapers. Um, it's getting the conversation started, and most importantly, it's it's starting to cause businesses that are aiding. And abetting, if you will, these porn companies, um, you know, in their criminal enterprise, it's starting to make them now question: Should we be doing this? Um, you know, is this something that we're going to get in trouble for as well? Um, so, it, yeah, it's, it's a great thing to start getting people to to start thinking about it. Yeah, it's funny that you mention kind of culture catching up, especially the authorities and culture seeing more law enforcement more prosecutors and especially more judges um, kind of turn around. Obviously, Ashley and I, we're, we're both Christians. We, we have a, a, an intimate relationship with the concept of repentance to turn back, say, hey, I'm going down the wrong road. I'm going to turn back. And, uh, and it's embarrassing and you have, to, you have to travel twice the distance. You have to go back from that wrong turn that you made. You have to go back through all of your stupidity. Um, but like, no kidding, guys, there, there was a training one time, glad I wasn't there for this, but there was a training one time where a judge, a respected member of the community stood up and said, everything that you're saying is wrong. I've seen these women uh, and people usually overgeneralize and say that only young women are trafficked, which is not true. Um, but I've seen these women in my courtroom and they're prostitutes and they want to be doing what they're doing. And you know, this the same man humbled himself and came back and said, you know what, I was wrong and I, I see what it is now. Uh, but to see that go out from just like a small town in, in, in Oklahoma throughout the United States, coast to coast, border to border, everyone knows I credit Donald Trump a lot because he went after human trafficking hard. Um, but now he's he's gone, I guess, in air quotes or whatever. Um, <laughs> and it's becoming important and it's becoming important because they can't, hide it anymore. People are scrutinizing everything. People are actually doing legitimate fact-checking, checking their sources. I've, I've 
tweeted or posted things that were wrong. And I got to be like, oh, I'm sorry, guys. Hey, this was wrong. This was fake news. That is not true. It never gets as much attention as the original inflammatory thing. Uh, But I... I just think that it's excellent. I've kind of been on the bench uh, in the human trafficking fight for a number of years dealing uh, with my own staff, I guess. Uh, But I I couldn't be more excited uh, about this. It's not just Pornhub, guys. You're going to see all of those those popular, debaucherous pornography sites because this, you know, one, this industry is not regulated at all. For all of you regulation, you know, crazies out there, there are no licenses, rosters, you know, dates, names of the the talent. They say the actors. Um, none of that stuff is made available. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is just the beginning. I hope that, uh, you know, big tech doesn't want to do this. They don't want to do this. They want to allow it to happen. But the people are waking up concerned parents, concerned community members, uh, leaders in the community, and they're getting involved in shining the light on this. And, uh, you know, that's something that you've been doing for years. Uh, so huge, huge kudos to you. What do you think the, what do you think the next steps are in, in kind of, uh, we'd like to see human trafficking eradicated. Uh, is it a pipe dream? Maybe, but we can, we can make huge strides. What do you think uh, the way ahead is for this? For this specific case or just human trafficking in general? Uh, kind of for when when I see cases, they usually kind of are dominoes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think this case is going to be a domino and I think something culturally is going on. Um, yeah, so you you could take it either way for this case, <laughs> but I, I'm interested in just what your hypotheses are. I you know that I uh, trust and respect your opinion. You're, she's very bright. She, uh, yeah, <laughs> Ashley Chapman is is very uh, smart. Uh, I think you have the gift of discernment. So I'm kind of curious as you just kind of chessboard out the world, what your thoughts are about the future. Well, you know, one of the biggest. Um, uphill battles, I guess you could say, in the trafficking world is attacking the demand, right? Because human trafficking would not exist if it wasn't for the demand. Um, And that is a very, it's a very hard thing to strike at. And so when you, when you look at the demand and you look at the, um, I guess you could say the, the commonality of, of these individuals that are coming into and they're buying illicit sex or they want cheap labor, um, but specifically with the illicit sex uh, arena, pornography is what we call the gateway drug um, to buying individuals in in sex trafficking. And I know that might make some people go, "What? Are you serious?" But it really is. Just just look into it. Just take some time and and start looking into the backgrounds of the individuals who are the demand for trafficking, and you're going to see that all of them are deeply um, involved and addicted to pornography. And it started at a very young age. So hopefully by attacking, you know, this, as you could call it, the largest um, porn website here in North America, by attacking them and actually making that, that public correlation between them and sex trafficking, that's huge. Because that's been an uphill battle for a while. I, I know of Many a times when we've been in trainings and we we begin to talk about that connection, we'll have 
um, discussions, you know, semi arguments sometimes with some of our audience members because they they are triggered by it. They're like, no, it's not the same thing. Um, I don't see it. You can't make that jump. Like you said, with the with that one judge, he was like, well, these people just want to do it. Um, they're doing it of their own free will. It's kind of more or less that idea of the sex work is real work. You know, it's kind of like in in uh, in step with that movement. So this is a huge step by hopefully making people wake up and realize that these platforms have had sexual slaves on them. And since we know that there's a large portion of the United States, uh, specifically with men, but also with women too, we're actually seeing a rising percentage of women being addicted to pornography. But since we know there's a lot of men that are addicted to pornography, since a lot of individuals, you know, millions and millions of individuals have streamed pornography on Pornhub, maybe this is going to start in the back of their mind of thinking, wait a minute, if this company is is being taken down and, and their parent companies and all the little tentacles that they've reached out into, if they're being taken down because they are a huge component in sex trafficking here in North America, I was part of that in the sense of that I was one of their customers, right? I was someone that was that was looking on mm, their site. So yeah. hopefully, you know, it's it's going to start awakening some of the, uh, the, 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 the male consciousness, I guess you could say, um, in the US and Canada and, and all the other places you can stream, um, you know, Pornhub. Maybe that's going to make that little bit of a connection, right? Because um, it is different. Like if it comes from me, again, people are just going to be like, "Well, you're just, you know, you're just a Christian. You're a conservative. You're all these, you know, labels." But now it's coming out as this is the facts. This is the proof. So you know, maybe maybe we'll see. I'm hoping that we'll see, um, you know, that awakening in what the demand really looks like. It's not necessarily, you know, the creepy. Uh, you know, toothless old man living in the trailer park, right? That people think that's what that demand is. And while they might be part of it, it's also going to be the high schooler, right? Who gets access to these sites because some of these sites now have removed, um, you know, where you actually have to verify your age um, or or provide a, a, a credit card or something like that to access their content, right? So they know for a fact that they're having, um, you know, children. Um, very young children access their their content. So hopefully, this is going to start connecting those dots with individuals that they realize that you know human trafficking is much more nuanced than what they initially thought. So I know um, I know initially we were going to do twenty minutes, but I definitely want to. If you have just a few more minutes, I can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we. <sighs> This issue, it 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 impacts everyone, uh, men, women, children. You know, the pornography industry is targeting kids as young as five, six years old um, to become consumers. Uh, but in general, it's fair to say that a lot of men are kind of uh, held captive um, to to weird sexual desires and pornography. Lots of addiction. This is something that men need to face and they don't. The fight is almost always women. You know, the man in the arena is always a woman these days, which is just as our society, you know, our, our men have turned into wimps and losers. Um, but you look at an organization like the Red Cord, you look at organizations like uh, many other 
um, anti-human trafficking organizations. And there's so many women that it's definitely female heavy. Um, so we one, we've got to get guys fighting this. Um, I, I love Fight the New Drug, another awesome group that you guys should consider mm-hmm. donating to. Um, oh, I dropped the thing off. You should definitely support the Red Cord. Their website is right under our faces. And it's also in the show notes in the podcast, guys. Um, so make sure you check them out, see what they're up to. And uh, if you can give, uh, give. It's tax deductible. They're a 501c3. Um, but uh-oh, my train of thought went. Da-da-da, man, uh, pornography. You need more men, basically, in the trafficking arena. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's so uncomfortable. It's un- you walk into uh, you guys don't well. You can see her face. Ashley is a is an attractive young lady. Um, so to go into these rooms full of men and and talk about pornography and why it's a problem and is actually contributing to human trafficking, there's always this awkwardness in the room. Um, and one of the things is we've been like, well, hey, if if she didn't have to do it, then great. But she does have to do it because. All of the leaders, all all of the men out there are embarrassed, shamed, whatever. So, you know, as someone, uh, it, it says right there on the website, Isaiah 61.1, you're you're driven by faith. You know, we we want to welcome people in. There, there is no shame, there is no condemnation once you've, you know, said, Hey, this is wrong, you repent, you turn back. Uh, what is your message to uh, men of all ages, young men, middle schoolers, um, adults, even elderly men are plagued by this. We see this with the sex purchasers a lot. They they come in all shapes and sizes, all ages, all occupations, guys. Um, but if you can kind of speak to them, uh, and it was Cindy who got me praying for people who were actually traffickers and um, illicit sex buyers, because I was not willing to do that before. Um, but if you can have a message to to guys that are on the sideline uh, about getting involved with this, learning about it, uh, what would you say to them? Well, definitely, I would say what I've discovered is individuals coming into this fight who have had a background in porn addiction or are currently struggling with it is shame. There's a lot of shame. There's a lot of guilt. There's a lot of embarrassment. Um, and you know, it's, it, it literally is just like any addiction that's out there, right? It really does have a hold on you. And even though, you know, um, you know, the deeper you get into it, the more, um, you know, guilty you feel, the more dirty you feel. It doesn't make you feel like it, it, you know, good and all that good stuff, but you are addicted to it, right? You know, there's just basic, uh, basic biology that's out there. But I would say don't, don't drown in that. Don't get so deeply entrenched in that, that it causes you to be quiet, that it causes you just to turn within yourself and just to keep that hidden. Um, because those things, any kind of sin, but you know, sexual sin specifically, it it can be crippling if you continue just to to sit on it and hide it and not discuss it. Um, you're not alone. You are you are absolutely not alone. I it's it's very sad to me when we go into these schools and we have a special presentation for for uh, for youth. And normally in the high school, middle school age range is where we go in and talk. But it's it's very sad to me once we finish, you know, one, two, three, four days of training, depending on how long we're there, we'll have some of these guys come up to our trainers afterwards, um, kind of like 
you know, with their hoodie up over their head and they want to start talking to us about the fact that they've they've been addicted to pornography since they were seven, eight years old. And they've never talked to anyone about it, you know, and now they're 17, 18, 16, whatever years old, and they're just riddled with it. And they're finding that it's it's affecting them in their relationships with their girlfriends. They were finding it's it's affecting their perspective on women and sex and and just they're miserable with it. Um, so definitely, definitely find someone that you feel safe and comfortable reaching out to because I, I can guarantee you you are not as as much of a, a freak or you're not as much of a, you know, of a you know, way out there on the fringes individual as you think you are. It it really does affect a lot of people. And the next thing that I would, you know, suggest doing, like like you mentioned, Joe, Fight the New Drug, excellent organization. Um, they have uh, programs that you can go to, uh, go through, and they're online. Um, you know, there you can you can maintain so your anonymity. You don't have to like, uh, you know, go out and be like, "Hi, my name is Jeff Goldblum," and you know. <laughs> I'm a I'm addicted to pornography. Nothing like that, but it it basically is a self-paced program that can take you through walking through the roots of what's going on. Why are you Why are you addicted to this? What What was the thing that caused you to do that? And then hopefully get on the other side where that um, you know healing is can be found. Because absolutely, I mean, if you read through the Bible, you see there are individuals who had some some pretty checkered past, right? I mean, for goodness sakes, King David, he killed someone <laughs> because he had such a, a sexual issue, right? And and God still called him a man after his own heart, right? David was beloved of God, and so much so that that God specially gave him the instructions to build his house, right? The temple. Um, so you're not too far gone. Um, and it the pornography is what makes you feel that shame. A lot of that stuff that people don't realize is it's algorithms that are bringing certain genres up. So it's not even necessarily you that's looking for some of these far out there fringe genres. That's another thing too that I've had. You know, young young men they've they've begun to talk about different genres that they're looking at, and while yeah, they are very dark and they're very um, you know grotesque, but you know then I have to sit down and talk to them and say, well, you do realize that. It is the porn companies that are starting to push this on you because the more you get into and the, the longer you're on these websites, they're going to try and get you hooked deeper and deeper and deeper because they want your money. They want you to yeah, stay. It's marketing. Yeah, it's marketing. absolutely. Just like Ford or Coca-Cola, this is their yes. business. You are yeah. the customer. So definitely realizing that, you know, realizing that there's there's a larger there's a larger game afoot. Um, and uh, and there is a way out because you know I know some really incredible people um, who have gone pretty pretty dark <laughs> when it came to this addiction, but they've come out just extremely um, whole and healthy and just amazing individuals on the other side. So it's not the end of the road. You don't have to you don't have to keep that as your dark secret. There is freedom, but definitely that first step is is finding someone whether that be online through some of the programs that Fight the New Drug offers or someone saying your church family or um, even counseling, things like that, um, that you can start to talk to and start working this stuff out. Um, because it will, it will ultimately 
um, make you extremely miserable. And that's that's not something that any of us want, want you guys to go through and definitely not the plan that God has for your life. Mm, awesome. All right. Well, thanks so much uh, for joining us. I'm I'm sad that it's been so long. Uh, I've been doing this since uh, 2020, and I haven't had you on. I'll I'll have to have you back on. I'm getting lots of comments. I'm also getting text. Uh, so very, very uh, popular guest. The 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 people love you. So. <laughs> well, see, hey, I, I look at it this way. I just had to wait for you to get really well established for me to come on. That's the deal. You know how it works. I needed right? to get on your level. Yeah. <laughs> she, she doesn't just go on any show. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I really appreciate you coming on. I'll um I'll say another uh, uh, few things about um, pornography, but I know uh, I, I asked you last minute and you gave me 20 minutes. So. Um, you can uh, you can hang out down there, or you can take off. Um, the Facebook fam is so funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, hey guys, I see your your likes and your comments. Thanks so much for being here. Uh, make sure that you rate and review and like, share, and subscribe. Uh, also, make sure you go to theredcord.org, cord, C-O-R-D, not like a guitar cord, but like a cord that you plug into the wall. Uh, anyway, the website's below our smiling faces. Uh, it's also in the show notes if you're a podcast listener. If you're a radio listener... I'm sorry, there's there's nothing for you to click. But you can go to theredcord.org and uh, learn about what they're doing over there and uh, you know contribute if you can. And if you can't, make sure you follow them on all their social media. Uh, Ashley, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really have enjoyed it. Awesome. All right. So let's... Uh, just talk about one one or two other things uh with on on the pornography front uh, and i'll leave i'll leave this um this banner up because i i know uh, the work that the red court does and and the hours that they put in and the time and the doors that get uh slammed um in in their faces and it's it, every day is an uphill battle uh, the, the first battle is you have to convince people that you know what you're talking about. Um, and, you know, their they're trainers are serious trainers with lots of knowledge, with the years of experience at this point. Um, you know, they, they've written curriculum that's used in, in law enforcement training and in schools and uh, in, in medical facilities and you still have to fight this battle every day to say like, Hey, this is what it is. This is what human trafficking is. It has these elements. It's not like the type of job where you can quit your job. I can quit my job. I've had several jobs. The, uh, the only one I couldn't quit was the army because they've got those gnarly contracts. Uh, but one, you know, are you able to leave and stop doing what you're doing? Then it's a job. You know, but you'll notice because we hear all this stuff about prostitution, you'll notice that the typical prostitute cannot quit their job uh, because they're they're being held in bondage. That that makes it trafficking, guys. Um, you know, we we tell law enforcement you guys need to amp up your efforts. That acts means purpose. You need to know the act, the means, and the purpose. 
uh, for it all to be able to discern is this is this prostitution or is this um, human trafficking? That that stuff's important. Uh, we also tell people that they need to be familiar. You know, is is there force? Is there fraud? Is there coercion? It's it's not just the act. Prostitution's the act, uh, the exchange of money or things, uh, money, goods, things of value for sex, for labor. Um, is it is it done through force, fraud, or coercion? If it's not, if it's just a consensual, oh hey, you know, and you know, yeah, there are there are uh, illicit markets. There are people that do illegal work. There are. In very rare instances, there are prostitutes like you think of them, but most of the time you will find that there's force, the threat of violence, perceived violence or actual violence. There's fraud, you know, defrauding people through documents fraud, immigration fraud, telling them that they'll have a better life here uh, in the States or that they'll have a better life um, in their school. Hundreds of thousands of Americans are domestically human trafficked. They're, they're trafficked right out of their homes. They're, it's not taken. We don't need to take you on a yacht to an exotic island like Jeffrey Epstein. That, that's not how this works. You can be trafficked out of the comfort of your own home. Parents, parental human trafficking, familial human trafficking is a huge segment uh, of the crime. Uh, trafficking one's own children, grandchildren, nieces and nephews for rent for money, for um, for all sorts of different things right out of their home. They have, they have these kids that are in uh, after-school programs and then they they leave the programs. They've actually quit. They're not cheerleading anymore. They're not in soccer, but they, they kind of prop up that image that they are and all that time they're actually being uh, exploited for sex. Um, it's It's really sad and and sick to think about but this is something that happens every day it's one of the most popular crimes in the world in the united states and in the state where you live it's one of the most popular crimes it's the second most common crime in the world second only to drugs okay uh domestic violence drunk driving arms trafficking all of that stuff falls far below human trafficking if you know someone who's been uh who's been impacted by drugs, who's been plagued by drug addiction. If you know someone that's involved with any of those other crimes, with illegal use and handling of firearms, uh, with, um, you know, white-collar crimes, um, tax schemes, uh, violent crimes, any of that stuff, you see that stuff in your daily life, you see human trafficking in your daily life, you just don't know what it looks like. You don't know what you're looking for. And it's it's endlessly frustrating as someone who knows a lot about it. It's endlessly frustrating uh, for an Ashley Chapman, for an Asha Marin, for someone who's dedicated so much of themselves, so much of their physical, mental, emotional health and effort to this cause to be constantly met with naysaying, with resistance, with the same fights, the same battles all the time. Uh, so glad that she's in the fight. Um, I'm I'm honored to have uh, gotten to work beside her uh, for the time that I did. Couldn't be more excited uh, with the leadership that the Red Cord has, um, and and how they're how they're driving that ship. Um, I I do want to tell you guys about uh, in in the the pornography of it all, in the reality of it. 
you have to understand that pornography is a traumatic experience. Um, her pornography is something, it's so pernicious and it's, it's such a tool of Satan and how he's got a foothold, a stronghold in, in the people that he has one in because it is so destructive. You the, the interesting lie is you feel like you're getting pleasure. You feel like something good is happening with this, with this overabundance of dopamine that happens far too often than is meant to happen. So you feel like, you know, they say pleasuring yourself. You feel like you're doing something good to yourself, for yourself, like it's a good experience. You're actually destroying yourself. You're destroying your mental, emotional, psychological health. You're destroying your body, your physiological capabilities uh, with, with impotence, with, um, uh, with desires for stranger and stranger things, for things that are um, less and less realistic. You, yeah, but one of the things that you got to understand is it's a trauma to you. And I, we can go through a little experiment to for you to get grafted into your brain that it is a trauma. I want you to think about something that you like. Um, I want you to think about something that you like, you enjoy. I mean, I'm a big ice cream guy. You guys know I love me some ice cream. I, I'm never turning down uh, ice cream. <laughs> But, uh, you know, maybe you're an ice cream person. Maybe you're a big dessert person. Maybe you like driving. Maybe you um, getting your license was an important time to you. Something that you like. Just think about that thing. Do you have a vivid memory of the first time? Um, do, you, do you have a vivid memory of the first time you know, you had ice cream, you drove, you participated in some activity that you really enjoy. Uh, and the interesting thing is front of mind for most people, the answer is no. I have no idea what it was like the first time I had ice cream, when it was. I don't even have important ice cream memories, guys. I love ice cream. Um, lots of people really enjoy road trips, really enjoy being behind the wheel or dry. I have no memory of the first time that I drove. And that's a big thing. Like driving by yourself, not with the learner's permit, or even with the learner's permit. I, I don't remember that at all. You remember your very first exposure to pornography. You do. It, interesting, many people will remember their first time seeing, watching, seeking out, or being shown pornography the first time it happened. Sometimes people, thankfully, the only time it ever happened but they don't even remember their actual first time having real life physical sex. Which, you know, it sounds shocking. It sounds unbelievable, but it makes perfect sense to me um, because even some of our happiest memories, even things that are that we hold dear, our fondest memories, some of them, they're not front of mind. We We really have to walk down memory lane and really have to try to seek those memories out the first time you saw pornography, something traumatic happened to you, something bad, something negative. You knew your spirit was disturbed. Disturbed. You could feel it in your soul that this is bad, this is wrong. Pornography is a trauma, guys. 
it, it's a it's a trauma. I have relatives, um, and we've spoken about, and they remember the first time as as a child, the first time they ever saw pornography, where someone showed them something, or or it was left up on a screen or something. Uh, some of them, the only time that they ever saw it. But that is how powerful and dangerous pornography is. That as an adult in your twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, and beyond. You can remember, you can go back to that place as a small child the first time you ever were exposed to pornography. I remember the first time that it happened to me, I was in, believe it or not, whatever. Uh, I was in seventh grade the first time that I ever saw pornography. And one of my friend's parents went to Vegas and they, this is like wild thinking about it as a rational functioning adult. They purchased a deck of playing cards that had naked women on every card for their middle school age son and gave it to him. And he brought it to school and showed everyone. And that was the first time that I had ever seen, uh, you know, pornography. You know, didn't have any magazines or any, any cringy websites or whatever. But it's interesting to be able to remember that because it's a traumatic event. That's what it is. You do not remember your brain, unfortunately. Your brain is designed for survival. So unfortunately, you don't permanently store in hyper-clear, hyper-focused vision all of the good things that happen to you. You have to think about walking down the aisle. You have to think about getting married. You have to think about honeymoon. You have to think about... Um, graduating high school, college, grad school, whatever. You have to think about the feeling of first child or getting uh, getting that big promotion or whatever it is, um, you know, um, becoming a Christian and coming into the family of God. You have to think about those things, the traumatic things that happen to you, the scars that are on your body. You remember vividly those injuries, falling off that bike, getting thrown from that that tree, um, any bone breaks that you have, anything that leaves a scar on your body, you have a story for. You have a vivid memory of. I'm telling you guys, you have a vivid memory of the first time you saw pornography because it's leaving a scar on your heart. It's leaving a scar on your soul. And your brain knows it whether you do or not. It knows that this is a crossing the lexicon type moment or the Rubicon type moment. It, it knows that this is bad and it wants to protect you from it. It wants to protect you from that. Um, uh, so guys, I, uh, I am, we're 45 minutes in. I'm going to have to scrap the rest of the show. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to scrap those things that uh, we were speaking about, you know, the, the, the Donald Trump video and ads and stuff. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it tomorrow uh, with Michelle Swinnick, um, host of the Everything Home uh, podcast, TV show, radio show. Um, so make sure that you like, share, and subscribe so you don't miss uh, Michelle on the show. Speaking of Michelle Swinnick, um, Michelle, girl, she just texted me that Queen Elizabeth died. So this is certainly, um, this is certainly breaking news. Let's throw that up there. 
Um, you know, the most interesting thing about this, I was just watching, uh, I was listening to Louder with Crowder with Stephen Crowder this morning in the shower. That's a lot of der. Louder with Crowder with Stephen Crowder in the shower. Uh, yeah, so anyway, and he was saying, you know, big news. Uh, the Queen's, <laughs> he said today, a few hours ago, big news. You know, the Queen's still alive because no one's seen her. Uh, and he's like, hey, you know, it's kind of nuts. She, she's still alive. And just a few hours later, um, uh, Queen Elizabeth II, the British queen who weathered war and upheaval dies at age 96. Um, so this is CNN. What is it? Are they all the news that's fit to print or uh, what are they? Um, I don't know, the most trusted name in news. Uh, but uh, CNN and the London Queen Elizabeth II, who has died at age 96, I think I said 76 before, uh, no, much older than that, 96, after the longest reign in British history, will be mourned around the globe as one of the last monarchs born to a classic age of European royalty when kings and queens wielded genuine political powder, power. Um, you know, that's a good point. She is, um, or was... Uh, one of the last true reigning monarchs, as in an actual monarch, not a monarch in name only, uh, like they have uh, right now. The article goes on, Elizabeth's death, Elizabeth's death comes seven months after she marked the 70th anniversary of her accession to the throne. Yet another milestone achievement in a remarkable life of the queen, who, through, though reluctantly thrust, into the spotlight at a young age, uh, won almost universal praise for her steadfast dedication to duty. Um, so that's, man. Yeah. Yeah, so lots of stories about that. I'm sure we'll be uh, hearing more about that. But guys, unfortunately, uh, this is all the time uh, that we have together. Um, so thanks so much for uh, watching the show, for being a fan of the show. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe, however you're consuming this. Uh, if you're able to contribute, you know, you can support the show financially uh, through PayPal, Cash App, all of those lovely things right below the show. You can also become a member of my Locals community, guyslocals.com. The website is djmobilyshow.com com slash locals you can become a member uh membership is free you can become a member over there for free and and get a, a lot of uh exclusive content and and kind of get a, a clear path to me through messaging and whatnot uh but there is a paid version it's like patreon this is this is like a no nonsense non-woke version of patreon so there is uh content exclusively for uh, my paid supporters over there. I don't have a Patreon. I'm not going to have a Patreon. If you want that experience, it's called localslocals.com. I just knocked over my coin dish. Guys, thanks so much for being a uh, fan of the show. That's all we got. Have a good one. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Joe Mobley Show. Remember to subscribe and make sure you don't miss out on future content. You can always show your support by leaving a review or making a financial contribution by going to thejoemobleyshow.com and hitting support the show. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. 
that was the first prayer you've ever prayed, I hope it won't be the last. Until next time, this is The Joe Mobley Show.